Welcome to Level Up with Dave, the podcast designed for anybody and everybody that is interested in daily personal growth. I, of course, am your host, David Estes, and today we have a very special guest sitting next to me. Uh, Welcome, Kelly, to the show. Hi. How are you guys? Oh, you can't respond back. David, how are you? I'm doing great. I've been hanging out with Kelly, so I'm doing phenomenal. So I'm just going to give you guys a little uh, intro on, on Kelly, who she is. So Kelly is a fiery redhead from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, she's an avid hiker that has climbed 23 of Colorado's uh, 14ers. And she loves being in nature so much that she has been to pretty much every single hot springs in the state. Yes. Yeah, even... The nude ones. Even the nude we ones. can just show it. I mean, natural in nature. Let's just do it all. Exactly. <laughs> Is there anything that I missed with the intro that you would like to add about yourself? Um, I mean, I'm also a school principal. I love teaching children and I love helping teachers just, you know, be better teachers. Um and I'm full of a bunch of different hobbies that I'm sure David's gonna make jokes about throughout this entire podcast, and it's fine. It's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> Also, I got I to gotta add that we are recording this podcast on a Sunday. It's currently 10.33 a.m. So we decided that we're going to make this into like a full brunch. Uh, so for those of you who are actually watching this podcast, not just listening to it, we, we got some mimosas here. We wanted to do a little toast to... Um, little. There's a whole bottle in here. There's the whole bottle in here. But anyways, cheers to, uh, to everybody listening and to us. Yes. I hope you're having a wonderful, warm Sunday. <laughs> All right. So um, you've mentioned um, what you do for work. Is that something that you've always wanted to do? I kind of fell into it. I love working with children. Um, I've always worked with children. I went into work at a bar when I was like early 20s. It's the same as working with children. Everyone's drunk. So are little children. They're just acting drunk. Um I worked my way up from being a teacher assistant all the way up to a school principal, and I absolutely love it. I feel like I'm always going to be working with kids, but um, I mean, who knows where my journey will take me. <laughs> what do you love most about working with kids? I always come home with a story. Um, kids do the most ridiculous things. You as a single parent will probably know. You've probably seen your son do some of the most ridiculous things. Uh, I probably come up with some of the best comebacks because of three-year-olds and four-year-olds telling me things. That's awesome. <laughs> it is true. They do They do make you sharper. Yes, they do. Uh, so as I mentioned in the intro, you're originally from Milwaukee. Yes. When did you move to Colorado? I moved here in sixth grade. Um, I didn't have a choice. I tried to live in my treehouse. Mom wouldn't allow it. So I moved here. Uh, and I don't see myself ever moving out of Colorado unless I go to Europe or Alaska, which is really just a bigger Colorado. Okay. One of the uh, topics that we're really going to be diving into uh, with, with Kelly, because it's something that she's really passionate about and has had a lot of awesome experience and wants to share uh, with myself and with the listeners is just relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly, we're going to talk a lot about romantic relationships, dating, because it is pretty challenging these days, but then also relationships with parents and such. So since we are talking about, uh, you know, parents, you mentioned your mom, uh, how is your, well, I guess let's start with how is your parents relationship? Um, so my parents were married for, I believe, 17 years. 
they got divorced when I was a freshman in high school. Um, it was, it was hard on all of us. Um, my brother kind of stayed to himself. I have one sibling. It's my brother. He's two years older. And uh, I went off the rails. Um, I am surprised my parents didn't drop me off at the fire station because I was so out of control. <laughs> but uh, then my parents didn't go along. Now they have great relationships. They both have great partners. My mom was remarried. My dad has a wonderful girlfriend. Um, and I do think of my mom's husband as my second dad and my dad's girlfriend as my second mom. So they have a really good relationship. I have a good relationship with all of them now. Um, as always, and you know, your early teens into your twenties, mothers and daughters, you just you just fight. Um, we had that, and now we're good. <laughs> are you and your mom pretty similar as well? We are. I'm definitely a mixture of both. Um, my mom is a former HR director, so I have some of her HR knowledge and firmness. And then my dad's very very empathetic, and so I carry that in, and you just put that together and. There's me with the red hair. <laughs> and how is your current relationship with each of your parents? It's really good. Um, I can call them up right now and we can talk about anything and everything under the sun. That's awesome. What about your brother? Has he st stayed even killed throughout the whole thing yeah, as, as he started? Uh, I mean, you know, when we were younger, we grew up um, bonding over killing each other in Halo or, you know, playing Zelda. Um, but we. We have grown closer since him and his wife gave birth to my baby niece that I love so much. <laughs> how how old is she now? She's five months. Oh, that's um, awesome. So she's the cutest little thing. And I am so broke because I just buy her everything. As you should. That's part of the <laughs> auntie and, you know, uncle kind of description plan. So from your parents, uh, what's a big thing? that you have or, or your step parents, you know, cause obviously now you have a lot of, there's a, a lot of dynamics. What, what are some big things that you have learned in terms of what to look for in a healthy relationship from them? Communication, um, I think is a huge thing. I think that's something that's missed through not just relationships romantically, but even friendships and work relationships. Um, the more passive aggressive you are, it's not going to work. If you cannot have a healthy communication with anybody in your life, then uh, you just need to get help. That's all I got to say. That is true. Communication is always key. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I do have some notes here. I'm going to just kind of look at uh, my next question for you. Uh, when we first started talking about uh, having you on this podcast, it was when we, we did a hike. Uh, was it a month ago now? Two months ago? I mean, snow had not hit the ground yet. So... Sometime, sometime in the fall. Yeah. So we were doing a hike and Kelly had brought up that she had, she would like to be on this podcast. Uh, and the reason is because she said that she always had wanted to come on a podcast, especially one that's focused on uh, positivity and um, helping others. So... You mentioned you've been through things, uh, specifically relationship-based experience, family, as we just kind of talked about some of those, and then the romantic ones, some of the ones that you really wanted to uh, get into. So number one, before we get into the questions, um, why do you feel drawn to helping people? I think it's just part of my nature. Um, I, I just have a very 
giving, caring soul. Um, and I think that goes with my career choice of being not only a teacher and moving into a principal. If I'm not helping the kids at my school either regulate their emotions or just learn a new skill, I'm helping those teachers become better. I'm giving them direction of trainings. I'm giving the trainings or I'm just building a positive support where they can come talk to me about anything, but also challenging them. And I'm no different in friendships. I'm no different in relationships. Um, I even do it to my own parents now that I'm an adult. Um, my mother will probably watch this and roll her eyes. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Um, What's your mom's name? Terry. Hi, Terry. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Your daughter is doing great. Um, but I have just always been above and beyond. Um, I like to, something at my school I've put in, I do Friday treats. So I handcraft something, whether it's a candy or, or a soda or something, and I just give it to them with a nice little note, letting them know how much I appreciate them because I feel like I need someone to do that for me. It's one of my love languages is being told how, you know, words of affirmation, I like to give that just as much. So um, it's been a blessing and a curse in relationships though, and we'll probably get into that. <laughs> yeah, it could be challenging. Uh, speaking of relationships, how many, I guess, long-term serious relationships have you been in? I've been in a few. Um, the most long-term, I would say, is about four years. Um, and to be honest, that was a, like a lustful love relationship, the first love you ever have. Um, but then I have also been in on and off relationships close to eight to nine years um, where you kind of just, as I like to say, you recycle the exes from helping the planet. If it works for me, no, that doesn't, it doesn't, don't take my advice. Um, Do they go in the blue bins? They what? Did they go in the blue bins, like recycling bins? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll take them out when okay. I'm ready to reuse. And no, not that I ever use, but we... Um, I have had my fair share, as I'm sure most people had listening to this podcast, of you feel like your business is not finished and you bring them back to see if there's still something there. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. So what are some recent experiences uh, that you've had with relationships that you feel your, your experience that you had can help others, you know, kind of learn and grow from what you can share? Oh, I have a whole list in my head, David. I know um, you do. <laughs> um, should we go into the notes I have or should we keep going on your notes? What I do mean, you, what do you want me to do? Um, I can give you some of my advice. These are all things that I feel like is perfect for your podcast. It's leveling up. It's not just dating. It's it is dating. It's revolved around dating, but you can also use these in professional environments, but also friendships. Um, one of the things is, you know, some of the things that get you together don't keep you together. Um, we talked about this earlier. One of the main things I feel is you are your attraction to this person, the career, they do all the things for you that you love. They kiss me goodbye, send me good morning texts. But if we keep fixating on what they did in the beginning, and if now you're six months out and it's still like that's what you're focusing on and it's not happening right now. I've had multiple, as I'm sure you have conversations with friends where it's like, well, they did this at the start and that's what I'm holding on to. Well, 
what are you getting now though? Um, have you had this experience with people where it's like, what, what are you getting now? Are you not getting those good morning texts? Are you still attracted to this person? It's if you keep focusing on what they gave you in the beginning and you're not getting it now, what solid bond do you have is a big thing. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and venture to think that everyone has had that, especially in your younger days, Mm -hmm. you know, like in my twenties, I know I had a couple of relationships that come to mind where I, I, I was holding on to the stuff they were doing before and I was longing for it to come back and trying to do everything and anything in my power to get it to, to be back at that stage. But as you know, once that happens, you're not going to get back to that stage. If anything, you start pushing the person away because then you start getting kind of needy and desperate for it to be back at that stage and it doesn't come back. And it's a crappy feeling and it, it, it really hurts inside. Yeah. And I mean, it's not saying you didn't have a good run. You could have had a great first few months, but that's just not your person. If you're going in solely for they're attractive, they make a lot of money. That's not what's going to hold you together. That might've been what made you interested in that person, but that's, those aren't characteristic traits. Like, do you want someone to respect you? Do you want to trust somebody? Do you, those are the things I'm looking for. And if people are out there looking for just money or value or what can you give me and not giving in return, where do you even have a connection? That's where I have to question. Absolutely. Another thing you can look for is people who wear blue North Face hoodies, right? Ta-da. <laughs> we talked a lot about a, a lot about her uh, hoodie before we started recording. It brings out the red. It does. I think that color looks great on Kelly. I don't Thanks. know about you guys. Thanks. But. I think he's flirting. I'm just flirtatious. So, um, all right. So when someone is in that position, you know, someone listening right now is literally in that position and it sucks. They're having a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. What's some advice that you can give to them to maybe move on from that relationship or realize that, Hey, it's not going to be like that anymore. So you're either, you either accept it or you don't. What, what do you have to say to that person right now? I think it ties into two things. One of them being the old saying that you probably heard your parents say or your teachers say when you were growing up, uh, you are who you hang out with. It's the same thing as dating. You definitely will pick up the traits of the people you are around the most. If you're dating someone and they're rude to waiters and waitresses, if they're bad with money, if they're, you know, passive aggressive, you will, especially if you're living with someone, are going to pick up these traits yourself. If they have really good traits and, you know, they're kind and they're caring and you want those, obviously you want to be around that person. But if someone is stuck in a relationship right now where they're feeling, okay, I don't see the attraction anymore. The, you know, career doesn't, I don't really care about that. I don't even like this person anymore. You really need to start asking yourself and digging deeper. Like, okay, uh, I, I just don't. I don't see this going forward and you just need to communicate and be honest. It's going back to that communication. Sit down, have the hard conversations. It sucks. You're probably going to cry yourself to sleep. I definitely have for many, many nights. I can't even count. But I would rather be alone and focusing on where a next partner could come in, making myself available for that partner to come in instead of sitting, regretting being who I'm next to, if that makes sense. That's amazing advice. And yeah, for, uh, as I mentioned, I have been there before. 
And it definitely hurts and doesn't feel good. And if you are in that situation right now, you do not deserve that. It's not saying that the person that you're with is bad, sucks. They might just not be the right person for you. That's okay. Not everyone is made to be, you know, for everyone. It just doesn't work that way. And as Kelly said, it sucks and it's tough and it's like the toughest conversation to have. But once you do it, it feels much better. And yeah, sometimes it gets to the point of where you don't even like the person. You really don't. You're almost like cursing them. You're like, yeah, you want to be a bitch and blah, blah, blah. And not, you know, and then they respond. You're like, oh my God, they responded. And you get so excited. Right. And that just says that it's, you're hanging on to that. Maybe it's insecurities. Maybe they're, they're like your anchor in your life right now. Maybe they're just your source of happiness, which is never a good thing, but have that tough conversation and move on. Like Kelly said, and as a matter of fact, before we started recording, one of the things that we mentioned was that when you go through a tough time, as tough as it is, you always come out stronger having learned lessons and just, you know, when you go through tough things, it's, you look back at it and you say, you know what, as much as that sucked, I would not have replaced that for anything because I am who I am now because of that tough event. Well, and it brings clarity. And I also want to add on to that, David, just because a relationship is ending, it's not just because you aren't compatible with that person. You're still worthy of a relationship. And I think that's where some people feel stuck is, oh, if this doesn't work, my friends are going to think I'm a failure. I think I'm a failure. No one's going to love me. If you start talking down on yourself, no one's going to want to date you. You're never going to find another partner. And that's a hard reality to get is I have been there where I'm just like, crap, nobody likes me. I'm going to change my hair. I'm going to do nails. I'm going to change my style. You shouldn't have to change a single thing about you to make someone like you. And if you feel you need to, you need to work on yourself first. And I hated that saying until I actually had to sit with it in uncomfortability for a while and recognize I need to change how I think about myself, not myself as a person. I think that that is worthy of a cheers. Cheers to what Kelly just said, because that was really powerful and good. Thanks. I'm a very powerful person. <laughs> yes, you are. And by the way, we, and I talk a lot about this on podcast, we talk about ourselves worse than anybody else, like the negative self-talk, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that always ties into it when it comes to dating as well. Well, and I think that even when we went on our hike that we did, which I feel like I have to throw this little random story in, David and I have been friends on Facebook for what, well over a year and a half when I moved to Denver. I moved to Denver three years ago. Um, okay, so maybe it's been more than a year and a half. I We've been friends. Way more than a we year and a half. We did not meet until that actual hike. So we have been talking, we have ha had deep conversations, but we didn't actually meet until we went on that hike. I just got in a stranger's car, guys. Um, don't recommend that for a first date. It wasn't a date. We just went on a hike, but we were in the middle of nowhere. Um, on that hike though, something that we said is, well, damn it. Now I lost my train of thought because I was talking about jumping in strangers cars. It'll come to you. It will. <laughs> we talked a lot. We talked about a lot of things. Uh, we took some amazing pictures. Yeah. Um, and, and that, and our whole thing really inspired this. Uh, yeah. We stopped and got um, Starbucks, of course, and coffee because it's yeah. early. So, well, we were we hiked. What is it called? Devil's Head Fire Lookout, and we had we took notes about what we wanted to discuss on this podcast. I on the top, on the top of the mountain, 
we were sitting around other people, dogs were running around, people were taking Instagram pictures. And I'm over here like, what's your worst relationship? <laughs> we were just going into it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you don't like about yourself. Yeah. You're, you're, did you ever see the show Nip Tuck? <sighs> here and there. I, I think it was, I think like it was little episodes. Was it Showtime or HBO? But I didn't know what it's about. <laughs> Every episode they would start, they have a patient in front of them. So they do plastic surgery. And the first question is always, tell me what you don't like about yourself. And he's sitting there, you know, taking notes on the whole thing. So don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. No. <laughs> All right. So we'll come back to your thought. I'm sure it's going to come back to you. Whenever it comes back it to probably you, will. jump in and say it. <laughs> and if not, we'll add it in the show notes later. Deal? Yes. Perfect. Uh, okay. So you mentioned in the, in the past, uh, I think it was on our hike or at some point I had jotted down that uh, you love utilizing love strategies. What are these love strategies? So I actually learned this from another relationship therapist. And I feel like I have to kind of bring this in to this podcast because it is about leveling up. And it's kind of a two for one thing. One thing is you are the common denominator in all of your relationships. So if you keep finding narcissistic men or women, you keep finding that your partners are cheating on you or that you're in the same kind of relationship, just different names, different partners, different eras. You're the sole person. And so if you don't start, and this is hard, looking inward and trying to see what I can change about myself, not your personality, just what differences could I put out there? Could I put up better boundaries for myself? Could I maybe not you know, rotate the guys in finance or something. Just find someone who is different. You really got to dig deep and you got to change how you've been doing things. Not you, change how you've been doing your, your search for a person. When you do that, you'll get different results. It's just like a fitness thing, which I know you're into. If you continued working out, going to the gym, and then coming home and rewarding yourself with pizza and beer, you're just reversing the process and you're doing the same thing the next day. You're not getting a different result because you're doing the same thing. So that I think is a really big thing is you need to recognize you're the, in a sense, the issue of your own relationships. If you keep seeing the same pattern, so you need to branch out and do things. The other thing I heard from this therapist. So it's like that two for one thing is, and I like the saying that they said is you can only be as picky as you are social. If all you do, which currently I'm doing right now, I'm on a dating app, I'm swiping. Work which is, app are you on? I'm on Bumble. Let's not make stalkers. No. <laughs> there you go, gentlemen. Um, if, you, if you want to connect with uh, Kelly here, Bumble. Thanks. Um, but if you're on a dating app and you're just swiping away and you go to work, Work is consuming me right now, and you go home, you're not going to meet anybody. You're not putting yourself out there. I am not putting myself out there. I'm not joining a hobby or smiling or saying hi to someone at a grocery store. You think that's a joke. I've heard people that have met their soulmates at grocery stores. Same. Um, same. I, I am not purposely putting myself out there as much as I could to meet people. I'm not changing it up like I'm giving you the advice to change it up. So my story isn't changing, but it could. And I think, I mean, even just branching out, doing different things will change it up. 
but I can't be picky right now, as that saying is. I cannot be picky because I'm not as social. Or maybe you're also just not in the that season of your life. Maybe and seasons don't have to be like months. I mean, I'm talking Correct. about like just even Correct. a few weeks, you know, whatever Correct. it could be. It could change. I mean, trust me, I'm changing it. I'm putting myself out there more. I'm going to like take myself to Jink. It's one of my favorite restaurants in the landmark area. So you're welcome. I'm just telling you where I'm going to be. Um, what are you going to do at Jing? It is a really good place, by the way. I love it. I just think it's really <clears throat> nice. The atmosphere there is great. Um, they have really good drinks, but I'm also... Comedy club is right down the block right. from there. Love live comedy. Um, I'm not against taking myself out on, I guess, solo dates. Um, I'll plop myself down at a bar in the middle of the bar. I'm not going to do it at the end because that's showing that you're closed off and you're not approachable. Um with the Midwestern Wisconsin stuff, I put myself into conversations. I hear somebody talking about hot springs and I'll be like, <laughs> hi, do you want my advice? Um, so you just got to be more outgoing, be approachable and switch it up from what you've been doing or else you're only going to meet your Amazon and DoorDash people. It's what I've been doing. And as you mentioned before we started recording, <laughs> a lot of those people are contactless too sometimes. So yeah, so I don't even see them. <laughs> so a big thing, big thing that I'm hearing from you is just taking ownership of where you're at and what you're doing. Right. Essentially. Right. And I mean, frankly, if you don't take ownership of looking inward and seeing how you can change things, if you're not willing to grow yourself, how are you going to grow with another person? Ooh. That's a deep one. Say that again. If you're not willing to grow within yourself, how are you going to grow with another person? I know. I'm so deep. I got really deep. Okay. You <laughs> claim to have a knack for identifying healthy versus toxic relationships. Uh, what are some of the things that you look for in, ident in identifying each of those? Oh, this is a good one. I would say, again, communication. I feel like I'm a broken record. Are you, what are you doing? Dusting yourself off? Yeah, you said it was right. a good one. So I'm giving myself some credit, giving myself some positive self-talk. No, communication for sure. Uh, I don't like, how would I phrase this? If I text you and we're trying to start, you know, initiating dating and I don't hear from you for about seven hours and we're supposed to go out for that night. I can, I'm going to take it as you're not that interested or you're entertaining multiple people. I'm going to take that information and recognize you're probably not available emotionally to even have a deep conversation or build a relationship. That right there, I would see is you're just, like I said, you're not interested, but you're also not investing in me. Why am I going to invest in somebody who's not invested in me? Why am I going to give interest to someone who's not as interested in me? That I would see as something unhealthy. Some people will argue, well, what if they work in, I mean, I, I know people that work at Lockheed who are in lockdown facilities. They can't have their phone. If you don't communicate that with me, I'm not going to know that. And I am going to assume I'm a woman. I'm going to assume things, but that I would identify as a little unhealthy. I would also, I saw this recently actually with another therapist and I have to agree with it. Coffee dates. If someone suggests a coffee date, like as one of your first dates and maybe a second date, if someone wants to meet you 
right away off Hinge or Bumble or any other dating app, and it's always coffee, let's do it now, how spontaneous are you? They've probably had a lot of coffee dates and don't plan on a second date. They plan on probably just moving on to the next coffee date and hoping they get you in bed and moving on and moving on. I don't really do coffee dates anymore for the reason I want you to put in some effort. Also, they're probably, they're also probably very (laughs) hyper and sweaty. Disgusting. So wait, wait, hold on. Tell me more about this, this coffee date theory. So why, so you're saying that if they have, if they, yeah, tell me a little bit more about this. So I used to do a lot of coffee dates, but I recently heard that if they suggest a coffee, coffee is what? $4 now to get. I mean, I'm not saying you need to fork out hundreds of dollars for a nice first date, but coffee is a place where you can go and have conversation, but it is kind of a fast food kind of place. You go in, grab your coffee, you sit down, you can have great conversations. Not saying you can't have good coffee dates, but if someone is so spontaneous where it's, you're just talking for two days and you're like, how spontaneous are you? Do you want to get coffee right now in two hours? I'll meet you at this place. It's probably because they already have other plans, whether that be other, you know, sports or hobbies or children or whatever. I want someone to dedicate time, make a plan saying, hey, in two days, I'd love to take you out to this restaurant or make it a lunch date. I just feel if you go on coffee dates, they'll probably have another coffee date tomorrow or uh, after work drinks with someone else later that night. It gives me kind of a red flag that I'm not the only one you're talking to. When you're early on in dating, that's fine. I guess you could go out with someone in two hours and then tomorrow take someone out for breakfast. It doesn't matter. But I'm, I personally, not everyone's like this, I'm very traditional. If I'm talking to you, getting to know you, we're starting to build something, whether it's casual or going towards something stronger. I would like that effort returned. It's just as much effort as I'm putting in. So you're more for that like like the, the quote unquote old school. I hate saying old school, but I think people but it understand. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's the old school method of like, let's go out to dinner and you know, you want to be treated like a lady and mm-hmm. you want the, the guy to be the guy and that makes sense. Okay, what if there's a scenario where for example, myself, right? Mm-hmm. Single parent, so half the time I have my son Grayson, who has been on the show, and I've also I've, I think I brought him up like pretty much every other podcast. So if you're a listener, you know who Grayson is, but hi Grayson. Grayson. (laughs) He's with his mama right now. But, um, say I'm like, Hey, you know what? Okay. This coming Friday, I don't have, I don't have my son. Let's go out on like this, like, you know, dinner date. You know, we agreed. We we both love sushi. Cause Mm -hmm. if you don't love sushi, I mean, how can I trust you? But anyways, um, it's fair. fair. So, and then suddenly it's, you know, we, we come up with this plan on Tuesday and now it's Wednesday and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I know we have this plan already set for Friday, but I have this like opening today. That's like a surprise opening. Do you want to grab coffee real quick? What's that? I just want to throw a curveball and play devil's advocate. I think that would actually still be okay. The reason I say that is you already have a plan set for Friday. Also, you brought in a new element, which I feel I have much experience with. You're a single parent. People have to work around your schedule if they're going to date you. I've dated a lot of single dads. I do have to work around their parenting schedule because sometimes your Fridays are not available because you have Grayson and you're not going to bring someone into Grayson's life until you know they're going to be around for the long term and be a supportive role for him. 
uh, single parents do not introduce people to your kids after two dates. You don't know them yet. Just saying you do not know them. Uh, but I think that is completely okay. Now, if you went on that coffee date and you were like, Oh, something's wrong. Yeah. You do have the right to cancel Friday, but I think you almost should still keep Friday because that was a very last minute decision. Let's grab coffee. It maybe only is 30 minutes to an hour. Let's still have the planned date we had. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you're looking at me like you're like, I don't know. I thought that no, I thought there was I thought there was more coming. No, absolutely. I love that answer. So yeah, because now we have that plan, but then also we, we have a spontaneous thing as well. Well, since you brought it up, like how is it I can know from the other side of dating single parents, but I don't have children. I've worked around single parent schedule. How is it for you dating women that may or may not have other children? And how do you how do you integrate them into your life relationship wise? That's a good question. So I, I always kind of go back and forth with, you know, being intentional where I'm like, okay, I really, I really don't care as long as they have my, you know, I have my little, you know, list of like the four or five, like kind of like quote unquote non-negotiables of things that, you know, everyone kind of looks for. The list used to be really long. My stepdad would make fun of me for it. Uh, but I've definitely narrowed it, now, narrowed it down now to where it's, you know, reasonable and, and definitely things that make sense. But when it comes to dating, sometimes I feel like maybe it would be easier to find someone that has a kid and is in the similar situation to me because we understand each other. You know, we understand that schedules can be tough. However, when you find someone that has a, a kid and has a similar situation as, as me, and then you immediately find out that, oh, I don't have my kid this weekend. How about you? Oh, I have my kid this weekend. That 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 pretty much is like a, an immediate. Well, we had a good run. Good luck to you because you're never going to see each other unless one person switches the the schedule up, you know. And I'm not going to do that, and I'm, I don't expect the woman to do that either. Well, you know? babysitters are expensive too. We yes. have to put that in. <laughs> yeah, but then also you're just always in this schedule where you one of the parents always has the kids. Correct. You know, which I guess for some people is fine, but to me, I think. The ideal thing, of course, would be, hey, we have our kids the same weekend. So one weekend we have like a kid weekend and then the next we have whatever we, you know, whatever we want to do kind of weekend. I had a friend back in the day. Um, we've just taken different paths in life. But I remember telling her she felt so guilty as a single mom going out on dates. And she's like, I trust you with my kid because you're in education. You'll take care of her just fine and put her in bed. I trust you. But she felt so guilty going on even a two hour date that. She would run home and check up on them before she'd go out and get like another drink with the same guy she's on a date with. And that is when I realized you will become a better parent. This is just a side note. It has nothing to do with relationships as much. Trained, trained professional educator here. I feel you will become a better parent taking those date nights, even getting a babysitter to do an overnight with your partner. Because if you do not foster and care and nurture that alone time with your romantic partner, and it's solely focused on your children or even a blended family, that is what your, how do I phrase this? That is what your identity becomes is that you guys are conforming for your kids. You love Grayson. I can tell. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of awesome toys that you have and crafts. I love it. But your identity is not just Grayson. You are a dad, but you're also David. You're a chiropractor. You do all these other things. And 
if parents don't take time for themselves to take themselves out on dates and reconnect and build a new bond, nurture that bond they already have, you are going to lose that. And frankly, that's where a lot of divorces do come from. And I see it because I'm in education and I see it all the time and I see it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's the one, you know, everything has positive and negative. So of course, being separated and only seeing Grayson half the time. I mean, half the times that I, I think I mentioned this on that hike, when I, when I drop them off, you know, especially if it was kind of like an extended time or if we just had like an extraordinary weekend, which I feel like every single weekend is. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you see my photo vomiting, throwing up all over, you know, Facebook with, with the pictures. So a lot of times, you know, I, I get so sad that I'm like driving away in tears knowing that I won't see him. And it's only for like a few days, but it's more of the, you know, I think the fact of like, it brings back the, you know, the feelings of like, oh, we are a separate family. but. On the positive side, it gives me that other every other weekend where I mm-hmm. I do get to focus on myself. And that, yeah, so so again to go back to your question, that's where it becomes challenging, you know, dating someone who has the opposite weekend because you pretty much are guaranteed to never have that alone time, and so you're just always like that family time. And I just don't think it works. Yeah. Um, and then the other option is you know finding someone who is just okay with you know, being with someone who, who has a kid, like you yourself mentioned, you've been in relationships where the dad has a kid. And so obviously that's something that to me, it sounds like you're okay with, Yeah. you know, but I also know people are not, especially here in Colorado, you have a lot of, uh, you know, people, guys and girls who move here to get away from problems and they just literally want to be like a kid. And their main goal is like to see, you know, how many times can I make it out to the mountains? I'm going to hit 50 times on the slopes today, I'm going to hit, or this, this season, I'm going to hit a hundred times. You know, that person is not looking for someone who has a kid and that's okay. It's not for everybody. They might never want a kid. Right. And that I think enters into like, especially I get that question a lot. Like everyone knows at my school, the parents and the teachers that I'm single. Some of the parents have tried to set me up with their single friends. And I'm like, once I go out with them, I know why they're single. I didn't appreciate that. Um, (laughs) but I, have noticed that a lot of the questions for me, especially being in education is, do you want your own kids? And to be honest, it's still a 50, 50 for me. There's a part of me that's like, I'd love to have like four little mini me's running around white picket fence, doing crafts, homeschooling. I could do it all. But then there's another part of me since you mentioned Colorado and that's where we are. I love to shoot up to the mountains. Breckenridge is like my second home. Durango is a second home to me. I want to be able to pick up take off and go when I want to go. Not saying I can't do that as a parent. I would just need to find a partner that is willing to live that lifestyle. And I mean, I look at my brother and sister-in-law and I'm flying out to help watch my little niece that I love so much um, so they can go to Columbia. They are not stopping their travel, but I guarantee you when my niece is older, they're going to be taking her on trips just as much as they travel because it gives her culture. It gives her experiences to new things, but that's the type of parents they're going to be. And I love that. And I would probably be that type of parent, but I also know I don't need a partner to have children. I have a whole school, 140 of them. If I really wanted children attention, (laughs) do not steal any of the kids, Kelly. (laughs) No, I can't. Um, but I do go in and snuggle with them and read them stories. <laughs> that is an awesome point, though. I love that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of 
parents, you know, the first few years, they, they kind of conform to the, like, we're not going to go anywhere because we have a kid. We have, you know, this, that. And then, you know, they're like, the kid's like five, six, seven. And they say, okay, hey, let, let's start doing this. And of course, like the kid doesn't travel well. Why? Because they've never done it. And the parents are like angry at them. They're like, oh, they are just a disaster to travel with. Mm -hmm. And my response is always, well, yeah, because you've kind of trained them to be that way by not taking them anywhere, you know? Then again, I'm not against drugging children to take them on flights. Oh, not in a bad, Not in a bad way. Just it. NyQuil it up. I didn't hear that. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Earmuffs, I earmuffs, people. earmuffs. I tell some people to do that, especially if it's international flights. You can do this. <laughs> no, for, I mean, if it's like a 10 plus hour flight, you know, taking some kind of sedative, mm -hmm. you know, just making sure, of course, that it's safe and good for uh, yeah, kids and yourself. Yeah. Don't but... just like pop them random things. Yes. That's not okay. I'm not condoning that. <laughs> yes. Maybe no Valiums, you know, edibles, maybe. No, no edibles. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. For, for the adults. No. Maybe. Yes. I mean, actually, that's not a bad plan. You fall asleep and the kid just has the run of the way and you don't have to take responsibility until you wake up. Also, these days, it's so much easier. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this, but these days, it's so much easier to travel because you have, you know, iPads and you can download games and they're streaming and movies. So it is definitely. That's, that's a different podcast about education and how I feel. That's but. a whole stay tuned for part two and Kelly rejoins <laughs> us in a few months. Right. Thank Correct. I would right. love that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just, one last thing on that. I, the first year of Grayson's life, um, my ex, his mom and I were part of uh, a franchise, which we had to travel quarterly. In addition to that, uh, I believe we took a trip to Florida where my family lives and we definitely took a trip to Wisconsin and there, I think, was one more trip somewhere in that mix. But I remember his first year of life, we took either seven or eight round trip flights, meaning for him, that was either 14 or 16 actual flights yeah. in his first year of life. So I think he had more flights in his first year than some people have like their entire freaking lives. Which I love because now when him and I travel, he's a freaking little trooper. He knows what to do. Yeah, he has yep. his little like suitcase, which everyone always, you know, of course, comments on. I watch on the side. We're like, oh, that's so cute. And, you know, he just, he just, he's a pro at it, you know, and it's so much fun to travel with him, especially now he's five now, you know, so he's, he's getting more and more independent and he's my little travel buddy. And it's, it's awesome. We did our first uh, father son trip last year to Disney land in california and it was like probably my favorite trip of my life again i digress i need to go to disney we're so gonna go we're down. gonna go again you are, you, are you taking me oh my god you guys heard it first <laughs> you first first here you need some uh mickey mouse ears i already have them okay so. deal well back to our actual dating since we did get off on planes and children and all kinds of things okay <laughs> so let's i have a good kind of sum up question um here so when it comes to dating and relationships, if you had to share one thing you have learned and summed it up into like an elevator speech, what would it be? <laughs> I know it's a tough one. I mean, it is and it isn't. And uh, I think, yes, everyone across the board could probably deal with this, but I think more women do this, um, not to call us women out, but we'd probably do this more than men do is listening to what people say instead of what we want to hear. And I'll give you an example. Um, I have fallen short of this quite a few times. And it sucks, especially when you really like somebody. And 
I remember a relationship where I just really connected right off the bat. Like I went into it thinking, oh, this is just going to be kind of like, to be honest, a friends with benefits thing. And it blossomed into something. It it was my most recent one. Um, I loved it. But they blossomed. It blossomed to the point that we were seeing each other almost every other night, constantly texting throughout the day. Sure, there maybe were some red flags that I decided to ignore. I'll admit that. But I did not listen to his words. And the biggest, this isn't exactly how he said it, but this is the most common. The sentence being, I really like you and I enjoy spending time with you, but I'm not looking for a relationship. And many, many, many women, including myself, where I have fallen short, listen to the first half of that sentence, that I really like you and that I enjoy spending time with you. But they are being very direct with that second part of the sentence. I do not want a relationship. And if you don't listen to that part, you are setting yourself up for a dating disaster. What you should do in that situation is step back, recognize they don't want a relationship. I am not the exception because they're clearly stating directly what they want. You need to move on from that person and find someone who does want a relationship. The mistake I made and many women make is you think, oh my God, they really like me. And you get that, okay, I'm going to go buy Rocky's tickets. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do all the things to make them like me. Talking about like even sex, jumping into the bedroom, hoping that they like you. Sleeping with someone is not going to make them like you. No offense, David. Most men will just sleep with a woman because they can. Women, you have more feelings than men when it comes to this. Just honestly. I'm an exception, of course. He's an Kelly exception, knows. as he says. <laughs> but that's my thing is listen to what people are saying to you. Hey, listen, you said listen to what they say. And I'm listen. Telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> but no, that, that makes sense. Listen to what they say, not just what you want to hear. And I actually want to add to this. And we just talked about this before we started recording. Listen to what they say, not what you want to hear. But then also press the mute button and watch the actions. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a very valid point that you brought up because especially with this last relationship I had, he not only said a few times he doesn't want a relationship, I chose not to hear it. And it sucks when here I am giving everybody advice on what to do and what not to do. I even fell short of my own. You're never going to be foolproof. Like you're, you are going to fail in some of these areas and it's okay. You're not a failure. You're just going to fail in these moments. But he came back and he started treating me the same way. And that is where I started believing, oh my God, I am the exception. I actually pinged something in him to make him like me. No, I was accessible. He couldn't have found anybody else in this time. Some people have even claimed that he was narcissistic. I've never had an experience with a narcissistic person, so I'm not going to claim to be. And I think it's overly used, but that's again, another topic. But episode three, or I should <laughs> say volume three with Kelly Smith. But I will say I was the fool in this situation. I gave him access. I was accept- accessible. He came back to me and he hurt me the exact same way. And now I have put a stop to it saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I know what I'm looking for, a serious relationship. 
And it's not with him as much as it sucks, as much as I go back to the crying, the tears, you're going to have those lonely nights and door dashes your date that night, but it's worth it than getting lied to and dragged along. Well, and because words matter and I think you're awesome. You, you mentioned that you're a fool. Um, you weren't a fool. You just in that moment, it, you were, <laughs> you're looking for something and you thought that he was looking for the same thing, but you guys weren't. Now, if you're looking for the same thing, he is like both of you guys are, mm-hmm. then it's fantastic. You just unfortunately thought that he was looking for something different, even though he told you not, you were, you're just a romantic and you're just, you're a human being. You're well, not a fool. I think at that time he was too, though. He wanted to show, he was showing some things. This isn't me making an excuse for him, but in reality, he was telling me what I wanted to hear. And I played into my own heartbreak. I knew that he was probably playing games with me and I shoved it way back here, turned those red flags orange and said, he's ready. He was not. He told me what I wanted to hear. So I gave in and played into the heartbreak. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, but you learned and grew from it. And that's the most important part. And now I'm single. Now she's single. Ready to mingle. (laughs) You can find her on Bumble. Um, Also at the North Face store sometimes. Um, Okay. Now transitioning. A couple more questions. Uh, And and. And then, of course, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on again because it's so much fun. I feel like we could keep going for like we could. two more hours. <laughs> so um, just in a in – because a, you already mentioned a lot of this. But, again, in the kind of short answer, what do you continually do for personal growth development, uh, like physically and mentally? So I get outside a lot. Um, as David mentioned, I love going to hot springs. I love being one in nature. Um I do feel that I find my answers to every life problem in nature, but I also read a lot of self-help books. Some people mm, go back and forth on that, but I really do enjoy it. Sometimes I'll underline things and I'll pick something out that I'm like, shit, that makes so much sense for my life. And then I'll go back and read it a year later and be like, why did I underline that? That makes no sense right now. I just feel that's how I grow is I do some inner work, read some books, get out in nature. I will say, I don't like when people point out my flaws as nobody does, but sometimes it's helpful. And I take that and I think about it. I'm definitely an overthinker, but that is how I personally grow. Awesome. What's the last uh, book that you've read? About personal growth mm-hmm. or just recently? Cause right per- now pers- it's a romantic novel. Mm-hmm. Personal growth, personal growth. <laughs> Um, I actually just reread the four agreements okay. um, just because I wanted to give it to one of my teachers because I feel it will really help her. So I reread it myself to make sure this is the correct book for her. Cool. Awesome. Uh, okay. One last question. Yikes. What does leveling up mean to you? Oh, examining every part of your life from relationships to careers to friendships how you can change. It's like New Year's resolutions to me. New Year's resolutions shouldn't just be on the first of the year. It should be every month. It could be that Monday. Pick something you want to change that's going to be better for you and level up. I freaking love that answer. So great. Good answer. Everybody write that down because that was a great one. Um, All right, Kelly. Aside from North Face, Bumble, and 
Nude Hot Springs, how can people connect with you via like social media? Um, or maybe not, maybe you don't want people to connect with you, but if someone wants to like pick your brain or just connect with you or they just felt your energy, what's no, the best way? It's okay. Probably Instagram right now. My Facebook is deactivated. I go on Facebook like breaks. Um, sometimes life just gets chaotic and I can't see your baby pictures or your marriage proposal that you've already been married four times. Um, so Instagram is probably the best way to connect with me. And that is at Oh snap. It's Kelly. Um, I also, yeah, that's probably about it. Please don't text me. I'm not giving out my phone number. Fair enough. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for your time. This has been thank awesome. You. Thank you. Can we have breakfast now? We're I'm definitely, really hungry. yeah, we had, okay. So we have bacon, um, air fried bacon. <laughs> Kelly said that she had never made it like that, but now that she has an air fryer, she wants to start making like that at her place. Morning, yeah. And it was really good. It was like the perfect amount of crispy. And we're going to make some amazing omelets. And then... Um, we, no, David's going to make it. I'm going to sit and finish this bottle of mimosa he made me. And he's going to make me breakfast. And then we're going to go to this fabulous hot tub in this community. Excited. It's going to be amazing. Excited. We still have like the snow that's melting, but it's like blue sky, typical Colorado. So it's going to be great. Anything else you want to add? I think we covered it until next time. Until next time. Uh, and for you guys, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope that you got something out of this. You definitely should have because Kelly dropped some big time wisdom slash experience bombs on us here. Uh, share this with other people as well that you think can benefit from this. That's the whole point of us, you know, talking and doing this is to help others, to help others level up. And by us doing this, we, of course, are leveling up. Believe me when I tell you that as long as this is running, we talked for a good like two hours before this recording and the hike. So we just love doing this. But the more people you share with, the more you more people we impact. We both love impacting people and mm -hmm. helping people. It's just a natural passion of ours. So We're just staying positive, guys. I mean, dating isn't always the best, but it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. And the world is definitely a challenging place with dating right now, but it also is very much what you make of it, right? Right. So cool. That's all we have for you guys today. Um, please mm -hmm. also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And button down there and subscribe to somewhere right there maybe i could be pointing on the wrong thing here but um tune in for next week's episode as well and let's keep leveling up together cheers cheers